Anyways, speaking of podcast, Andrew, how's it going, buddy? It's good to have good. you on for good, round man. two. I just published my that video I sent you. Like, oh, yeah, I was working on that. Let's so talk, long yesterday. Let's talk about that. We're already getting into it. Let's just talk What's about that. Video? Hartley, I haven't sent it out yet because sure. I just got back. But it's uh, he'll, he'll fill you in. And then we should we should we should push this because he had a conversation with who did you have a conversation with at Apple? Uh, Laura Metz, who is the She's like the the head of marketing for for the Mac, and then Anand Shimpi, who is he's not like the main guy in the keynotes that talks about like the chips, but he's like one of the top guys when it comes to making Apple Silicon right. super smart. And then uh, Tuba Yelchin from the Pro Workflows team, which uh, I thought was one of the most interesting because um, the Pro Workflows team is that team Apple put together when they announced that uh, the the 2013 Mac Pro sucks, and we're making a new Mac Pro. Uh, back in 2018, they announced it like in advance, which is rare for them. And then they announced this team they put yeah. together of professionals who are going to do their work at Apple. So Apple can like observe and get direct feedback as to what they need from their computers. So they kind of have been informing um, what the like the MacBook Pro and the, the Mac Studio and the, the next Mac Pro like should be because it's actually the people that do the work. So she's done like 3D effects for like Hollywood movies and stuff. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And for them to go on the record like that, because, you know, usually like yeah. Apple's like, okay, either they're quiet or they'll answer your questions, but they'll be like, this is on background, so you can't like attribute it to Apple. We'll give you the answer, but when you talk to like your followers about this, you just, you can just talk about it, but you can't say Apple told me this. So this is them actually giving me 30 minutes on the record, which, you know, that's it's so rare and crazy. So, Well, that sounds super insightful. Definitely check that out. It's up on your channel right now, right, Andrew? It is. Okay. Are we recording so, right now? We are recording right now. I didn't even oh, tell I, you. I, I, <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, you, you know. Started. Okay, great. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so the last time you were on, I you know, we, we did the whole, like, intro and all that. And Hold it's on. Do nice you need to, to record my side? No, we're good. Okay. No, uh, we're fancy over here at Mac Rumors Show Studios, nice. which, by the way, we were getting into a conversation. I don't know if I'm going to include that or not, but all of this stuff behind me will eventually be changing. I'll be moving into a new studio. So uh, the next episode will probably be even more deconstructed than it is now. <laughs> I don't know. I might be at home. I have no idea where I'm going to record. Wow. Um, but, basement. but we're also changing up the format. Oh, yeah, the basement would work, but we're also changing up the format now. So last time we just kind of did whatever. And now we're going to get into a main topic. But before we get into a main topic, we're going to get into like some bite-sized news. And I your like your video is the first thing I want everybody to check out. Uh, and that leads us into our first little bite-sized topic. And you probably should have asked the team uh, that there might not be a new Mac Studio now in the future and that it's going to come to like – it, it, the Mac Pro is going to take that over, and what, what what is this whole deal? Do you have you heard about this new Mac, like the no Mac Studio update that's going to be happening? I've heard about this. I just don't know that I buy it. Well, it's just not going to come with the M2 Max and the M2 Ultra, and Hartley can fill us in more because he probably wrote the article that this is based off of, anyways. <laughs> but yeah. Hartley, take hey, take it away for us here, and, and, and be sure to tell us who who. Who he did write the article. I just checked. Gave this room. <laughs> who who gave us this information? Where's it coming from? Well, it's coming from right. So, who's it coming yeah, from? Yeah. So this comes from uh, this yeah. comes from Mark Gurman. This was yeah. in his uh, his most recent newsletter. So it's legit. Um, 
And what he he believes is that because the direction of the Apple Silicon Mac Pro has sort of changed, and because mm -hmm. Apple has grappled with these problems around sort of keeping it modular, but also now not offering what would have maybe been the M2 Extreme chip, um, and offering a, a higher level of performance, it's basically going to be just as powerful as the next generation Mac Studio would have been. So it creates this this problem of sort of cannibalizing the Mac lineup. And you know, initially, I, I sort of raised a bit of an eyebrow to this because I thought, I don't know, I, I I think that the Mac Studio is different enough because it won't be modular, um, so it could still be justified in the lineup. But the more I think about it, the more I think of things like. Uh, the iMac Pro, which mm. was a one-off device that was just left in the lineup. It virtually wasn't updated. I think you got one minor um, spec bump, yeah. but that was it. It was just an interim device in between uh, the two different Mac Pros. And then even something like the Trashcan Mac Pro, which was never updated. It just stayed in the lineup inexplicably. And maybe the Mac Studio will just be one of those things. I am going to be contrarian and say no. I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't think Apple, you know, a lot of these products that you just mentioned were from a previous regime, right? I think when Apple announced the Mac Studio, I think the point was, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, you know, you have a studio of people who work on, on something. Some people are going to need a Mac Pro and some people won't. And you can give them power in a more, you know, like you said, consolidated fashion without the need for expandability. It's just here's your device for what you need to do for your particular job. And there's going to be other people at that same firm who might need something more modular with way more RAM or the ability to add graphics cards in or whatever it might be. I don't know if what Apple's going to allow us to do. If they give us all this space and they're not allowing us to like put more RAM in or, or add external graphics cards, I don't know what the point even is. But one thing we touched on in the, when I was talking with them, and obviously it's not the same thing, but I brought up the fact that for the first time, the Mac Mini gives you the same power as a MacBook Pro, which has never, that's just never been the case in, in the history of the, the Mac Mini, which I think is almost what, like 17 or 16 years now. Um, it's always been like below. Like if you wanted the power of a MacBook Pro, you had to buy a MacBook Pro or an iMac, you couldn't go with a Mac mini. And now it's changed to where if you need that performance, but you don't need that portability, you don't need the HDR screen, you just wanna connect it to you know, something on your desk, you can do that today, which you couldn't do before. So obviously for people who need that amount of power, but not the portability, that's gonna eat into some of those sales of the, you know, even if you just went with a 14 inch M2 Pro MacBook Pro, um, you're saving about $800 now instead. So I don't think Apple, especially when they made the announcement, which was, you know, we're introducing a new Mac lineup for the first time in X many years. I think they said like 15 years, the first new one, that then it would just be something that was a one-off. In my guess, if I had to guess, I think it's going to be more like what we're going to see the iMac do, which is the iMac is not going to get every new chip it'll probably get you know every other new chip and so i can see the mac pro being a like an m2 ultra product and then the mac studio being an m3 product and then the next mac pro being an m4 so they kind of like take turns 
every other year as opposed to both of them or either one of them getting every chip succession as opposed to like the laptops which will probably get updated more frequently. Do you think that's enough to separate them though? Because if the Mac Pro, as we're led to believe, is effectively going to be quite similar to the to the Mac Studio insofar as you can't upgrade the memory and really all you're mm-hmm. getting is PCIe slots, but you can't use additional graphics cards. So all you can really do with that is add extra hard drives. You could add, uh, maybe they'll come out with some new version of the Afterburner card. Um, I, I, maybe you could add some extra ports, but I'm struggling to See, think of weird. where the modularity comes into it. That that And that's the question. And that's where I think something's off with these rumors. And obviously there are rumors out there that, that kind of are 80% correct. And then there's, you know, things about them that aren't, aren't right. It sounds weird to have a Mac Pro with all the PCIe slots, but you can't use the PCIe slots for what most people think of a PCIe slot to be used for, which is expanding graphics capability. And like the afterburner, like the the media engine on the on the chip now is just as powerful as the afterburner, which is crazy. Um, the media engine that's built in to the like the M2 Max chip, you don't need an afterburner anymore, and it's it's this big now instead of you know this giant card. So, I guess the question really would be, what would be the point if you can't add in extra RAM, if you can't add in graphics cards, and the the only reason for the Mac Pro to exist then is so that you can buy a powerful Mac and add more storage if you feel like it. That just, that seems, there's something off about that. And that's why I feel like these rumors we have to take with a grain of salt because there has, there has to be something more. Otherwise, it's going to be a colossal failure. What's, what would be the point? Yeah, I would agree. I think there's a missing piece there. Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to tell you that this episode of The Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, when you're feeling your best, you can obviously go out there and you can do a lot of great things. But realistically, we're not always feeling like our best selves. And there's always something out there that might get you overwhelmed. But if you want to get back to that better version of yourself, or you're just thinking about working with a therapist, you should definitely consider giving BetterHelp a shot. It's incredibly convenient since it's done entirely online, and it's also pretty affordable. You can also fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want to, you can switch therapists at any time, and there'll be no additional charge when you do so. I'm a pretty big fan of therapy and the benefits that it can bring to you in the long run. I feel like everyone just needs an objective person in their life to talk to and really get those feelings out to someone who's actually a trained professional and can definitely give you the right advice that you might need. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MacRumors today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MacRumors. Sorry guys, I'm back. <laughs> somebody just randomly walked. Go, somebody just randomly walked into my office. So <laughs> I'm so sick. I cannot wait to move out of this place. This goes back to the whole st- <laughs> like like I'm in a building where there's like a couple of dentists on this floor and like I guess the dentist said 308, which it definitely doesn't on the like main lobby. I know it doesn't. But he's like, "Oh, it said 308, which is where I'm at." And 
Yeah, he like I don't know why the door was open, but he just walked in here while I was in the middle of recording. It scared the crap <laughs> he out of me. Thoughts on the Mac Studio? Incredible. No, and he ruined my thoughts on the Mac Studio. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I caught the last little bit of that. But so, Andrew, you're thinking that the Mac Studio will still be a part of this, and that the Mac Pro will have to be something else more grand than that was my guess. My guess was that you know I'm looking at Apple's desktops, and again, we've only had. Geez, we've only had one generation of Apple Silicon on the desktop, right? We've only had the iMac, which is an M1. And we have the Mac Studio, which is a M1 Max and M1 Ultra. We don't have any other desktop Macs, right, on Apple Silicon at this point. No. Well, well, yeah. Nope. All, well, the yeah. Mac Mini. Yeah. And the Mac Mini, correct. The Mac Mini. Right. That's right. So we have one, we have one that has moved on to the M2 generation. So what I was saying was, if I had to guess... The laptops are going to get every M chip release, so M1, M2, M3. Right. And the desktops will likely, again, it's just my guess here, um, skip a generation. And so what I was thinking was, like, the iMac, I don't think we're going to get an M2 iMac. I think we're going to wait for M3 for the iMac. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Mac Pro, obviously, it would need something more than just to to, uh, differentiate it from the lineup, but... The Mac Pro would be an M2 product. The Mac Studio would wait for M3. Then the next Mac Pro would be M4. Um, that's not enough to differentiate the line, but I can see the desktops not getting updated on the you know 12 to 18 month schedule that we're seeing the laptops. Um, I just don't think they're going to release the Mac Studio and then just never touch it again. And that just feels strange. Well, yeah. So that's the thing with the with this Apple Silicon Mac Pro is that they're saying it's it's too similar. So <laughs> like they're not going to just touch it because the power is going to be the same. So I mean, yeah, I, I'm hoping they figure out a way to be able to upgrade RAM and SSD storage with Apple Silicon because that's really going to ruin things when it comes to the Mac Pro, in my opinion. You can't just it can't just be PCIe like you said. It really can't be. But yeah, and what know. would like I said, well, what would be the point? Like, what would be the point? Well, PCIe like, is saying, flexible, and there's tons of other things that you could do. Yes. besides just like what we use our, you know, what we have in our Mac Pros, but it's still not like being able to toss in a new GPU or being able to upgrade your internal SSD. Yeah, I have 32 terabytes of storage in my Mac Pro right now, but that doesn't do me any good if I can't boot off of that and it can't be internal. Like, it, yeah. it's good for for storing large files, but it's not great for like your entire max performance as a whole. Um, it doesn't really affect that in any way. So I don't know. Um, right. And it would just be, it would be just be strange in my opinion to say, we've already showed you what we can do. Like a lot of uh, the Apple Silicon story is look at how much power we can put into something this small, right? The Mac studio or even the Mac, <laughs> the Mac mini in some ways is more powerful than the Intel Mac Pro, right? So they've already showed us. We can squeeze all this power into a device this size to then go from that to, hey, if you want this power, we've already showed you we could put it in something that's about twice as tall as a Mac Mini. But now, from now on, you need to buy this tower in order to get it. It just, something's something's weird about that to me. Well, what about 
this being weird that the that Apple is still eventually working on uh, wireless charging, but that it was supposed to be for the 14 Pro, uh, but it wasn't finalized in time. Do you buy it, or do you think that they're just holding off for the 15, where it's going to have its grand like reveal of a new design, quote unquote, and all these new features, and maybe the Ultra gets just this? Um, we need wireless you know, charge. I mean, we can wireless charge our iPhones. Reverse wireless charging. Oh, like reverse Sam- wireless Like charging. Samsung okay. style. Did I- I'm sorry if I didn't say that. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, no, no, no. Reverse wireless charging. So basically, for those who do okay. not know, uh, on some phones, I believe the Pixel has that. And uh, yeah. the Samsung, Samsung phones have had it for a few years now where you can basically uh, drop another phone on the back of your phone or you know, primarily used for like a watch. Uh, that accepts Qi charging and then like AirPods or for Samsung would be the Galaxy Buds. Basically, drop it on the back of your phone and it can uh, start wirelessly charging those devices, which would be nice to definitely for your AirPods. I don't know how it would work with the watch, um, but uh, do you think that it's going to be so? Hartley, did you write that article as well? <laughs> uh, no, you no, did not. I didn't. No, you did not. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, I I would hope that it comes that would be a feature that i think would be nice even though i've never once used it uh in practicality for some of the other devices that i have that support it but i I don't use those devices as my full-time phones so i mean that's kind of the main reason you know but there's definitely been a time man i can recall just a couple months ago i was at a coffee shop getting ready to sit down and do some work take your airpods out and they're dead and then i look in my bag and i have no USB-C cable obviously i didn't have wireless charger with me there was nothing around mm-hmm. so it was like i either go out to my car and like use the wireless charging pad that i have in there which doesn't necessarily fit airpods super well or i'm listening to music in public as a jerk with you know the mac just blaring it or i pack up and went home which is exactly what i did so it would be nice. <laughs> you you know? left. Yeah, because I can't just not. Well, I had to edit a video, and I can't just not. Like, I need to be able to hear it. Mm. So, yeah, I just left. I don't know. I, I feel like when it comes to Apple, there's some features that other companies will do where Apple's like, that. that's just dumb. And I feel like this might be, like, I can see, like, in this scenario where it would have worked out well for you to have this. Um, I just... Don't know that I would ever, or the average person, are they really thinking of charging things on the back of their phone? It just seems like such a niche, super niche well, feature that even if they announce it, it's not going to, like, to me, it's like more like a checkbox thing unless there's something to be, like, super excited about. It's weird, though, because it does already do reverse wireless charging. If you put a the MagSafe right. well, that's, puck on the back, it can charge yeah. that. That's what I don't understand. Like, what what wasn't finalized in time that they couldn't, like, like how hard was, I mean, not what, but how hard was it to do that? If you already have yeah. the capability in it, like, wh- how hard was it to, to, to turn that on and make that happen? Um, Harley, wasn't this supposed to be something that came to the iPads? Wasn't that, like, a rumored feature that was going to come mm. first? Yeah, so uh, Apple's patented a whole load of uh, uh, systems for reverse wireless charging. They've even imagined it in terms of the uh, the palm rests on a MacBook um, being made of glass, and then you could you know drop AirPods on there or whatever it may be. Um, but I think the, the the core reason why we haven't seen this is because I don't think Apple is just trying to copy um, a Samsung like implementation of uh, reverse wireless charging. I think if they wanted to do that, they could. I mean, the hardware has been there since the iPhone 12 because the MagSafe battery pack. I mean, we actually we knew about it before. 
the MagSafe battery pack came out because it was in FCC filings. So the device is is absolutely ready to do it. But to me, I think that this is really about creating a uh, a charging ecosystem that in the long term will come to the iPad um, and will also integrate MagSafe because AirPods right now will not snap onto the back of your phone. Um, the, the way that MagSafe is set up, it either can accept um, the, the magnets, but it also... Uh, it, it can't. It can't go both ways. It either. I, I don't know if, I, if, if I'm make, if I'm articulating that very well. But <laughs> they don't, they, don't, I, they they like they kind of go on there, but it's not like the same like no, it MagSafe snap. snap. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm sure that there's some other um, element of this that involves uh, magnets and probably um, has something to do with what they are eventually going to do with the iPad. I don't think they're going to just stick a let you stick a MagSafe puck on the back of the iPad. I think they're going to want to imagine the back of an iPad as a, a, a wireless charging surface um, and introduce whatever they call that, like MagSafe, MagSafe Plus, MagSafe whatever, and like MagSafe Two. I, I honestly don't know, but something MagSafe like that. Plus. I don't know, <laughs> but like you, you see what I'm saying, like a, a new yeah. way of thinking about it. I think that's probably. Right what it is so andrew you wouldn't be hyped about that come on come on i mean the the way the way that hartley described it yes like a, a new way of imagining not imagining that sounds so ridiculous to say that's the way apple like, would say it though that's the way well, they of would course say it. it is but that's i don't want to say it that way um but if there's a new way that they've come up to charge or maybe this is going to be part of like the chi the next chi standard where they've kind of given magsafe as the base right Maybe it's not even a thing, app, like an Apple thing, and it's going to be more, here's the next generation of wireless charging that is more, you know, kind of like Matter, but for wireless charging, where you can, you know, you can snap your Samsung phone to your the back of your iPad if you want to. Obviously, if you're using an Apple device, you'll have more, you know, functionality there, kind of like what AirPower showed back in the day where it was like you can put different things on this pad, and then your iPhone would show you all the things that are happening on on the pad so yeah i think that's probably it like they're just waiting for some sort of standard to come through as opposed to just you know complicating charging even more that's what they did with um fast charging by the way uh, when everyone was saying all these different phones have fast charging and apple's lagging behind apple was waiting for power delivery to kind of be settled and then they started adding fast charging to the devices that support it. So I, I would I would see them doing the same here. What about before? Okay, this kind of blends in with like the next generation iPhone, which is actually our main topic for today. We're going to talk about the mm. the iPhone Ultra that's been heavily rumored. But I do want to get your take on the AirPods Max Two. Just another quick little story mm. is that it's just not happening until twenty twenty four now, second half yeah. of twenty twenty four. Like, is anyone else super bummed out? Because <laughs> it's been so long. I'm bummed out. Yeah. Um, I don't even I, care if they just I, give us just give us new colors. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind some new colors. Let's get some orange ones going. Yes, um, thank you. Andy. I am of the of the mindset. I mean, we've seen how it works with AirPods and AirPods Pro. So when AirPods Max was released, I feel like people are so used to the iPhone coming every year that they just assume everything's gonna come every year. And if something doesn't come on an annual basis, it must have been delayed. But Apple doesn't make 
headphones and then just update them a year later. So when we saw the Macs and we got them, I figured, yeah, it's going to take, you know, probably three years. It's going to be probably be a three-year cycle. And I think that's what it would turn out to be, right? Because they came out in, when they come out, 19? It'd be, it'd be four years, um, which is oh, be which four years. Me is what stands out about this because all the other AirPods have more or less, since they've been introducing like AirPods Pro and the, the third generation AirPods, second generation AirPods, um, these have all been on a three-year cycle. Yes. So this would be four years, which it does start to feel a little bit long. I mean, that was December 2020 when they came out. So okay. by the time we're getting on for like December 2024, that's a long time for a device that definitely wasn't perfect when they released it. Yeah. Did not feel fully yeah. finished. I think, I mean, we have to remember. So the the whole pandemic and chip shortage and everything, like that's that's affected Apple more than I think a lot of people even realize like the iPad Pro that we got last time that was not supposed to be the iPad Pro that we were going to get had the pandemic not happened we would have had a whole new design and that's why like people are so confused like why does the you know the 10th gen have this feature that makes way more sense on the pro it was cuz they they couldn't do it and the homepod when people think it the apple canceled the homepod because it, no one was buying it that's not why they canceled it. It was due to the chip that was in it, along with a, a flaw on the, the board that would make them fail. And they couldn't get the new one in quickly enough, again, due to the shortages. So, you know, there's a lot of like conspiracies and a lot of like um, different reasons people assume that Apple does things. But when it comes to this stuff, that chip shortage and manufacturing supply chain stuff, it's kind of wrecked a lot of things that they've been working on. And so this makes me wonder if this is another casualty of that, because why? I mean, it's just a set of headphones. Like, it's, it, it wouldn't take four years, right? Like, they already have the technology. Like, the, the AirPods, Pro 2, AirPods Pro 2, yeah, second generation, in some ways sound better than the AirPods Max from a, from yeah. a technical perspective. Like, obviously, the Max has bigger tweeters and drivers in there, but the technology is already here. It's already been here right so to us it's like what's what's so difficult take what you've done here and just add it add that ingredient into the bigger ones and, and ship it and call it a day um i do wonder though it's it's i love my airpods max and i'm not really complaining it's not like when i put them on i'm like man i wish there were new ones but it's one of those things where <laughs> i kind of can't wait to see what they're gonna do next in this area because i feel like as good as Google is with computational photography, Apple is as good in computational yes. audio. Like, yep. I, so it just makes me want to see, like, what are you guys going to do <clears throat> next um, from a more from the excitement perspective? But I don't put my AirPods Max on and feel like, man, these are these suck now. No, they don't suck, but it's just a long time for something that's significantly cheaper, like the AirPods Pro Two. Yeah. to be better than the AirPods Max in terms of audio quality and mostly noise cancellation. Like if, yes. if that product's better than your main flagship audio product, then that's that's a problem. And it's it weird. Shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be that long of a gap to where it's better, you know? <clears throat> but I agree. Well, um, all right. Well, that kind of takes us into our main topic for today, which is the iPhone Ultra. I'm going to have Hartley kick us off into that because... He's Mr. Rumor Man. So that's what we're calling him, by okay. the way. Mr. Rumor <laughs> okay, Man. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So uh, the situation with this iPhone Ultra model uh, changed in the last week 
because initially it looked like this was going to be more of a rebrand that could potentially occur this year, that there would be no iPhone 15 Pro Max, uh, and instead that would just be rebranded to uh, 15 Ultra. And th that would basically just be what we've come to expect from the, the top-of-the-line flagship iPhone, and that Apple would start differentiating a little bit more with features like the six times uh, periscope uh, telephoto camera, and that would be exclusive to the iPhone 15 Ultra. But mm -hmm. now, uh, Mark Gurman, uh, in, in the same newsletter, he mentioned this about the, uh, uh, the Mac Studio, explained that actually it doesn't look like that's going to be the case this year. It instead looks like Apple is reworking the whole iPhone lineup for next year, for 2024. And it would instead be a device that sits above the Pro Max and would be a way of basically pushing the iPhone price up even more and reorganizing things. Because the, the iPhone lineup in the way that it was introduced in 2020 has more or less been a, a bit of a failure. Um, we know that the mini models haven't sold very well. And we also know that the, the Plus hasn't sold very well. And we know now that most people just buy the Pro models. So Apple is aware of this and they're obviously reorienting things. And I think that it, this is sort of predictable that they will slide a new device in at the absolute top end, just like they've done with the Apple Watch. Um, so that's that's more or less what we're looking at here. See, I thought this was supposed to be for the iPhone 15 Ultra. So now they're just going to keep it the same for one more year and then slide it in? It looks like that's that's what uh, what Mark is suggesting in this situation. It's, it's a little bit confusing because the, it was previously thought that that was just a marketing change locked in for this year because of the differentiation. But now um, I think it's it's sort of fitting in a little bit better that this is part of a bigger strategy. You know, to me personally, the iPhone lineup worked way better um, thinking about things like the uh, the iPhone XS um, lineup or the iPhone 11 Pro lineup, where you had the iPhone XR and the iPhone 11, which were sort of medium-sized entry-level devices with a good mix of features, and then two options at the high end. That to me, I feel like hit more price points and gave more people what they wanted. Um, but I think things have got very confused in recent years. So kind of pivoting things in a different direction where maybe you have the same again, you have an entry-level device replacing the iPhone SE, replacing uh, what will be the 15 and 15 plus. Above that, then the, well, it would be the, so you'd have the iPhone 16, the iPhone 16 uh, Pro, iPhone 16 Pro Max, and then iPhone Ultra. That's nah. sort of how I can see that panning out. So we True. push the prices up, basically. But you split the features more toward a premium end. True. You what don't do you, look what happy, do you... Dan. No, I don't. Because these, it's it's so confusing. It's just... It's not confusing. It is. It's too it's many. It's too many things. Whatever happened to when... Yeah, it is. Whatever happened to when just, like, they released, like, one thing. And it just... That's what, what you got. <laughs> like, that's not... Like the iPhone 3G, like... the iPhone 3GS. Every year it was this iPhone 4. Ah. We don't, I don't know. I, I think, think it's fine the way it is now. Don't you guys? Regardless, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. It's not yeah. confusing because here it is. It's like we well, have two no, sizes. Well, no, it's still confusing to most normal people. It's still confusing to most normal people, but it's getting better. I don't think so. It's getting I don't better. Think it's confusing. It's not, it's not confusing to say we have two sizes of phone. Do you want the regular or the pro? We have two sizes. Yeah. And then you can get, if you want a big one, then we have 
the the regular big one and the pro big one. You want a small one? We have the regular small one. We have the pro small one. And you're super cheap and you miss the home button. We have one for you too. That's but it, the back it, it, but it's that. just like like the plus. That's not confusing the way you just described it, but it's confusing to people when they're like, well, why would I spend that much when I could just get the pro for a hundred dollars cheaper and it becomes a much better phone in terms of features and everything? Like, what's the difference then? And it's like, well, then you're dropping down sizes and then you got to pay an extra however many. You know, it just becomes they're diluting the the field of devices. We don't. I, I mean, don't know that we do. We need that many towards buying more expensive phones, though, which I assume is the point. Right. Oh, for a hundred dollars more, I can get this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I just push you to a hundred bucks, right? Whereas when they didn't have the plus in the lineup, the jump was much higher. So now I, it's like, ooh. I, I guess a, I just need someone usually, from Apple's business department to tell me is that worth it? Because to create a entirely new product, an entirely new phone, simply mm-hmm. to drive people to buy the more expensive ones. Wouldn't it just have the same? Would it? What's the difference? Because I, I guess it wouldn't have the same effect if you just didn't have that middle ground one, right? Like if the plus didn't exist, then right. no one would essentially buy that anyways, like they are now. No one's buying it. So like, what is the? I just need to know the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. Is it really that much more beneficial for them to create a product simply to not sell because they know it will do poorly, but it'll drive up the price? To buy the well, other ones, basically, five percent of sales in 5%? that region is what the what the the plus model is selling at. That's about the same as the mini, um, and that is very low to justify the the development. Right. So, like now, it's like the development. What's the difference point? between five percent of sales to the development that it is to make that phone? <laughs> right. And like, is it worth doing all of that, or where you could just not do that and we can just have three phones and? For what it's worth, yeah. it's it's an issue with the with the pricing of the whole lineup. It's actually not just the plus because the the sales of the the um, the two standard models have been comparatively very low. I mean, we're looking at thirty um, percent or lower for both, um, and that is you wouldn't really expect that that the the Pro and Pro Max are taking an overwhelming slice of the sales. But it even extends to the iPhone SE, the iPhone SE three has not sold anywhere near as well as Apple expected, even though that's very uh, comparatively very cheap. The, the, the market is moving away from low-cost phones. And that's why Apple is, I assume, looking at this and thinking we can, we can squeeze a little bit more out of people here by offering a new device at the top end and just eliminate the iPhone SE. I mean, as far as we know, the iPhone SE 4 has been canceled because right. they know that this is the way that it's going. So just push the prices up. I got a question for you. Two, two, two questions. Do you think, do you think Apple would be, would benefit from just making an iPhone, like like the next iPhone, iPhone 15? It's not called 15 anymore. It's just called iPhone, and it has all of the high end features in both phones. They're just two different sizes. There's no such thing as a Pro anymore. So basically, take the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. Those are your phones, and they're just called iPhone 14 if you need the number and you either have you have a you have a small version you have a big version that's it and we do that every year now so now there's no different differential in features and you can market it and price it to whatever you want because at this point Apple has earned enough reputation to be able to just say here are our phones buy it or not these are our prices buy it or not your only option for you is whether or not you want a small form factor or a large form factor think about that 
And then think about like what the one plus 11 just came out, right? So I, I thought about that. We have the one plus 11. And then in years past, they usually do one phone in the beginning of the year and one phone at the end of the year. And usually like the T versions are like the cheaper versions. So do you think Apple would be better off doing what I just said earlier or following that approach where they release one phone in the beginning of the year and one phone at the end of the year and it kind of freshes up, freshens up sales if you want to wait for a cheaper model that comes at the end of the year or at the beginning, however you want to do it, like maybe it's time for them to take a different approach. And do you think they'd be able to do any of those two? Yeah, are you did asking me, Dan? I'm asking both of you. Did I confuse both of you? Or are <laughs> um, you just waiting for well, someone to well, talk? You, like, you, you had me until splitting splitting the, the line. Well, and so those are two different those are two right. different things. So let's so take the I, first I, one. Let's take the yeah. first thing for example. I, I agree um, with that. That would be my preference. I think it's ultimately just a marketing issue because the average person does know that they've got I don't know an iPhone 11, and then they know when they buy an iPhone 13 that they're making a a jump in in one way or another. So if they if they if they drop the number, it's it's a marketing issue. Now, I wish it would. I wish it it wasn't like that. Um, but I, I okay, think that's well, a reality. They can keep the number. It could be iPhone 15, and then you have iPhone 15 that comes in 6.1 or iPhone 15 that comes in 6.7. You can keep the number if the if it helps people process in their minds like, well, my iPhone 11 is four numbers behind iPhone 15, so it's time for me to upgrade. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But more the moral of it would be to bring the, the lineup down to just, we have one phone each year that we're offering to you. It's the same phone except for one has a smaller display than the other. And then I guess battery life, just because of the size differential, would, would be a little bit different either. But we don't need to separate features across these devices, you know? Just make it one, make them $1,000 and 1200 or whatever for the bigger one, if that's what it's worth, and that's it. And it just makes it so much easier. That would be my preference. Um, but I think that, that there's still got to be something for more average consumers. Drew looks and skeptical. The, the problem is with yeah. it, the, the issue that I see is that this, the reason why that kind of worked years ago was because um, ultimately, say, let's take something like the camera. Um, the, average, the average iPhone buyer does not need three rear cameras. So that's a, that's a waste. And some consumers would not be willing to pay more for that. So to me, it makes sense that you, you do have some sort of, um, sort of mid-level, entry-level device, however you want to look at it that just has different priorities. Yeah. Um, that I think that's important rather than just, that's why Apple doesn't really like keeping loads of old devices in the lineup anymore because they're too similar. So to me, it makes sense to develop two different sets of devices. Um, but I, I like the idea of uh, just choosing your your display size. I, I think they've got an issue here. I think that the problem is, is that the, the the lineup has grown um, and the market has changed and well, prices have gone up. And, and they've, and they've tried to work. satisfy everyone, which is not what Apple was all about back in the day. They 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 they're not the company that gives you choice. They or at least they didn't start like that. It was here's our product, you buy it like this, and that's it. Think of the software. Here's our software. If you want to customize it, buy an Android. Like that was their mantra for so long. It took us for for it took us forever to get any kind of widgets and we still can't customize our home screen the way most people would want to if they're into that kind of thing. So, I guess they tried to they tried to like sell a phone for everyone and it's just not working. Like they tried to like, "Oh, you're complaining about the size being too big, then we'll make a pro version of that so you don't skip out on features." Oh, but you don't want to pay 
extra because you don't think you need all those features? All right, well then we'll make a large version of our non-pro model and we'll call it the plus. And it, it has nothing to do with anything. Like people will just think that that's better than that, but it's not, it's the same phone except bigger than the iPhone 14. Um, so that's where I'm thinking if you're gonna keep doing that, then just call it the number and just stop referencing the sizes. I don't know. Do you think the rumor of a 15 inch MacBook Air is stupid? <laughs> oh, he's. <laughs> I'm laughing because I I really want a 15 inch MacBook Air, mm. but but I I I don't know. I think Apple's names are just atrocious from from all across the board. Uh, no, I don't think the rumor in terms. Uh, you're, are you talking about the actual product itself? I'm talking about just the product existing. No, I think it's how confusing would it be for customers to have a 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pro and a 13 and 15 inch MacBook Air? Do you think that'd be super confusing for people? No, it's not. I don't want to walk into I don't want to walk into a trap where I sound like I'm going back on myself. The point is. (laughs) But for like MacBook computer. Air and MacBook Pro, yeah, I don't know. You're gonna you're it's gonna paint me in this. It's I like, know, I know. We have the consumer level. Like, okay, right now, today, if you want something larger than 13 inches on your computer, right? Let and let's just say 14 inches is similar, right? If you want a Mac, okay. a portable Mac, right? You have to spend. Think of how much the entry level M2 Air is. I believe it's 10.99, right? So the, if you which, wanted something. Uh, which, which product? The M2 Air. MacBook Air? Yeah. I believe it's 1099. No, isn't it nine? Uh, Was it 1199? It's 1199. Okay. 1199. Yeah. Okay. So if, you, so if you want a portable Mac, but 13 inches you feel is too small for you, the 16 inch is 2499. If the only thing you want is just, I just want a little bit of bigger, bigger screen. I don't need everything else that this MacBook Pro does. It's more than twice the cost, or it's about twice the cost. So it makes sense for them to, you know, if the rumor's true, put something out that's a larger version of the Air that does not cost $2,500 to start, right? It would be an upsell from the $1,199, so maybe $1,499, $1,599, wherever it might be. That's similar to what they're doing with the phones. Okay, so here's my argument back to make me consistent. Here's my argument to make me consistent (laughs) because I just it just sparked me on that. I think MacBook Air is a stupid name, and that's I've said this before. (laughs) It it shouldn't. We don't defense. I was expecting. No, no. (laughs) Well, let me let me let me finish. Is the name? (laughs) No, no, no. Let me finish. I think that's a stupid name in the sense that it should just be called MacBook. We should have a MacBook and a MacBook Pro. We should have a Mac. Well, let's not talk about that one because the desktops are also a train wreck. But it should just be iMac and iMac Pro. MacBook and MacBook Pro. Mac and Mac Studio is dumb. It should just be Mac and Mac Pro. But the Mac Mini has been around for so long now that they're just never going to change that either. But that just needs to be the case. That's it, that's where it, it comes with. And then you can just determine whether, okay, you want a MacBook Air? Cool. What size do you want? Do you want 13 or 15? Okay, you want a MacBook Pro? Cool. What size do you want? Do you want 14 or 16? The size that's is the same become... thing with the phone. Yeah, that's and that's literally what the phone is now. And that's fine. That's what I'm saying. You said it's too confusing. We just don't need to make. 
It's you said it was too also. confusing on the phone, but on the on the computer, like it makes perfect sense. No, because it's not a MacBook Pro Max for the 16 inch. Is that's what I'm saying? Right, we don't need. Oh, I see. We don't need to throw these other ancillary words out there. You've had Pro mm. in your lineup for your higher end devices for so many years. Keep it at that and make it like what is a MacBook Air? The only reason why they called it MacBook Air in the beginning is because they put it in that stupid Manila folder or the envelope, <laughs> and they're like, "Look, yep. it fits. It's so light." Like, okay, we got it. Okay, now we can transition from that into being your regular MacBook. Just becomes the and then don't forget they had a regular MacBook called the MacBook, yeah, sure. the twelve-inch MacBook, and that was basically just a smaller version of a MacBook Air. So they already did that. They already made my argument for me. And basically made that product. I think you're getting too bogged down in the in the marketing names, Dan. Yeah, you're, yeah, because they suck. The naming. I think if you just ignore the names and look at the devices, the, yes. the difference between the the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro, and the reason why that sort of works is because they are heavily differentiated. They've got completely different displays. They've got different sized bezels. Uh, the MacBook Pro has uh, what three more ports? Um, it's got. Uh, it's it's considerably thicker. The keyboard even looks different. Different. Uh, the display sizes are. Wait, doesn't um, the MacBook Air have a have a notch? I know that they're the, the display. No, yeah, but the bezels are the bezels are thicker. Sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah. So it does it does and look different. different. Display tech. Um, right. So, but I'm just talking th- about from a, a lot cosmetic that differentiates look. those two devices. Whereas when you look at the 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 iPhone 14 lineup compared to the 14 Pro, for the average consumer, there isn't um, such noticeable difference. Because the devices seem to be, you, you, they've both got um, uh, a lightning port. They've both got um, ultimately the same sort of squared off design. The, the bezels look the, like they are the same size on both devices. Yes, one's got Dynamic Island, but the, the, the devices feel functionally the same. Um, and I think that's the problem. And also with pricing, and I, I agree with what you're saying, Andrew. Um, but I, I, I think that the, the problem there is that it's only $100 from the plus to the to the pro whereas with the macbook air even with a 15 inch macbook air that's still going to be at least 300 dollars difference sure um and when you're dealing with a smaller amount of money um that that is ultimately a product more people are buying that's why this problem has developed in the iphone lineup in a way that it hasn't in the mac lineup i mean it's a little bit like the mess they've made of the ipad lineup that there are just way too many iPads that are, that behave very similarly. I mean, try and explain the difference between the iPad Air, the iPad Pro, and the entry level iPad, um, and it gets it gets messy because there's not much money between those devices, and I think that's why they are just looking at just simplify this. Take one of the the presumably take one of the uh, the standard models out, and then put a brand new ultra high end model on the top. I mean, literally ultra um, ultra high end. Uh, kind of like them with the Apple Watch. I think they must have sold that Apple Watch Ultra and seen how successful that has been, how much enthusiasm there was for something completely new. I see it all over the place. And I, I, I think know. that's what they want to do. I think I'm that's, too caught up in the, the I'm, idea. I'm too caught up in the names. <laughs> the names <laughs> the names the names do signify what they are and they do have an impact on the product itself. Um but it's just like I just think there's too many options and there's too many different products and with different names that sometimes they mean the same thing and sometimes they mean something completely different. And I just know like people who come up to me and ask me, you know, what are the differences between these? I do have a hard time explaining it. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of difference uh, between a MacBook Air and a MacBook Pro, but they are cosmetically 
becoming more and more in line with each other. They just completely redesigned it to make it more like a MacBook Pro. Um, I mean, aside from color choices and, yeah, the bezels, but how many people are really noticing that much? That Now that it's got a notch, it's even more so like a MacBook Pro. So, I mean, you're really looking at, like, the things internally. The display tech, they won't know that by looking at it, that it's different, or at least on a spec sheet. They're not going to know the performance levels that, you know, right away. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think the names are then, a good... But then you'd buy the MacBook Air because you're saving $700. But the issue is is that you wouldn't buy an iPhone 14 Plus because you're saving for, you know, uh, $700. That, that's that's the problem, is you're not you're just not encouraged to buy these standard... Uh, these standard models it's a mess so the, the that that's that's ultimately the issue although you might be pleased if they they drop the number from the the iphone ultra down maybe that's the start of it well Just yeah iPhone ultra. I, I yeah I, let, let's 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 stick with the phones okay because yeah. let's just let's just do what apple does and treat this product completely <laughs> different than every other thing they have let's not worry about cohesiveness or anything let's just the take the phone and let's just say they dropped the numbers. So we'd have an iPhone iPhone Pro and an iPhone Ultra, right? If that's the case. An iPhone, an iPhone Pro, an iPhone Pro Max, and then an iPhone Why Ultra. do we need the Probably. Pro Max? Why? Why do? It's the same thing, just a different size. Can't we just do the sizing it's thing it's there? It's the marketing names again, Dan. You just said move it's on annoying. from the names. And you're, you're, All right, whatever. Okay, iPhone, iPhone 14 Pro, iPhone 14 Pro Max, and an iPhone... Ultra. For those who don't it's know, not a, it's not a rebrand. That's why you need the Pro Max still for people who like the Pro Max today. You don't want to say, "Hey, now this costs five hundred dollars more." You know what I mean? So you're keeping yeah, the prices sense. the same, and you're just sliding something in for those who want to pay more for something. We need to get regular people on this show and ask them if they look at that. Like w- when you are looking at an iPhone, what do you look at? Do yeah. you look at the name? Do you look at the price? Do you look at the the features? Like what ultimately makes you decide? Oh, I'm thinking about getting the Pro over the regular. Like what is your thought process to get you to that starting point? But with that said, with all of these new things pointing to 2024, how does that affect 2023? Because we were expecting this to be an Ultra. So is it going to be the the full redesign, the USB C? Like all of those new features, and they're just going to keep it with the same like name that we have now. Hartley, I don't think so. I think that if if they are introducing a completely new model, um, you can expect the well, just it will just mirror the Apple Watch insofar as the Apple Watch Series Eight was no different to the Apple Watch Series Seven functionally, other than just a couple of little changes like the temperature sensor and crash detection. Okay. If all of their all of their development energy went into the Ultra, so if you imagine we're in 2024, the iPhone 16 Pro and 16 Pro Max could be very similar to the 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max because all of that energy is going to go into the the new iPhone Ultra, and it also means that if you think about just how different an iPhone uh, an Apple Watch Ultra is from a Series Eight hopefully you would be able to expect a similar level of difference in terms of the materials, the design, and also some clear differences in terms of functionality. Like uh, think of something like the action button on the Apple Watch. That is a physical difference. We should hopefully see things like that. I mean, Mark Gurman suggested that maybe this would be the first portless iPhone, and that will be one of the things that differentiates it. Um, 
to me, I can't reconcile that if it's targeted at professionals that if you're yeah. going to say it's good for, you know, right. and then you <laughs> want to get your footage of it and you've got to use some other solution. But we just bought an iPhone 15 from. with USB-C, potentially Thunderbolt, and we're getting those crazy transfer speeds. And now you're going to go portless and you're going to make me rely on what exactly? Airdrop? Because that ain't happening. Yeah. Um, so I think that's I, th- I mean, he's he's clearly just speculating when he says that. But I think the point is that there's got to be something um there are going to be a set of features that are tangibly yeah. different to what they will offer on the pro max model from that year so i don't know what, what would what would you guys like to see um, well, that could really be something at the absolute top end well that's that where i'm still really confused push to the new horizon that's why i'm still confused because i feel like the the phone that was rumored for this year which was supposed to get that ultra name um like i want to see those features this year because that's what i was told was going to happen once like the titanium uh, having that new design, having USB-C, uh, having the periscope lens, um, having the ability to um, – wasn't it the reverse wireless charging? Wasn't that supposed to be for this one? Or Yeah, so you'll still more... get those. That's, okay. still, that's still on the table for both Pro models this year. The question is, where do you go beyond that? Yeah, that's what, I have no a, idea. A new path. <laughs> right. Um, and to me, I mean – we we got to go into th- this concept that we we saw this week because I I love this concept um, so that was shared on Twitter. Oh yeah yeah. Um, Let me see if I can pull it up and put it on the screen so everybody can see. So uh, you guys um, keep talking though. I uh, I think his name is Jonas uh, Jonas Day Daynert. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that yeah. correctly. Um, and uh, this effectively, if you're if you're listening to this, it imagines an iPhone with the exact design of the Apple Watch Ultra. So it's got the uh, the action button in international orange. It's considerably thicker with a sort of starlight glass back um, and with the sort of um, the rounded design. Can you guys uh, see that okay? Yes. All right, cool. And uh, you've also got the even the lock button and the volume button sort of mirror the crown guard on the Apple Watch Ultra. Even the, uh, the silent switch is sort of more ruggedized, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's a great design. Actually, I think it translates really very well. Yeah, I want um, this now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I actually don't really like big phones anymore, but I would I would get this phone. Um, I, I just think the design is is really compelling. See, this is what I was expecting for this year. Something like this. Makes I think. Sad. I think that it also kind of gives us a sign of. The, the kind of ways that they could differentiate it. So say with the action button, but also this device, I think that um, uh, he said when he put these renders up that this would be a uh, 12 millimeter thick device to account for a bigger battery. Um, and with the with the buttons pushed out to the edges and with the with the front glass that kind of protrudes a little bit from yeah, the frame. Yeah, why does this look like so Apple good? <laughs> um, that's going to create a lot more internal space for a battery. And, and, and obviously, this is pure uh, speculation. This yeah, is not yeah, a yeah. rumor. This right. is speculation. But I think the, the reason why this is so interesting is it shows what they could do with more space. And it kind of makes you wonder what what extra functionality can they do with that? I mean, to be honest, I don't think they need to do too much more with a device like that other than action button, bigger battery, maybe brighter display, um, maybe slightly more powerful chip, um, you know, even if it's just got like an extra GPU core or something, and, and maybe some sort of a, 
some of the features that were on the the Apple Watch Ultra, I don't know, like a siren or whatever, some 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 extra credentials like that. But even just the battery life, I mean, if you could get a, a 24 hour battery life out of an iPhone, that would be incredible. That would be impressive. nice. Andrew, um, what do you think? I'm just thinking like all the features you guys are talking about are are good, right? They're great. I feel like the feature we haven't we haven't really mentioned a feature other than the the design, which is great, but a feature that differentiates the phone on a daily basis, right? So if I had a twenty four hour battery, I would love that. But how often do I really need that? Like I work from home, or people commute. You charge in the car. You charge at, at your desk at work. You're like. People aren't really running out of battery, right? So it would be cool to have a 24-hour battery, but it's not something I'd feel every day. It's cool to have a satellite connection in my phone or in crash but detection. Then you d- it's but cool. then you don't need the Ultra then. That's where you go down a, a peg. No, no, no. But, well, I mean, hopefully you're not getting using crash detection or the, getting lost well, and you need to use your satellite on a daily basis, right? Yeah. Like, well, now you don't need that. No, it's what I'm saying is those are nice-to-have features, but what Apple does in their marketing really is they focus on here's what is going to – here's how it's going to change your life. What is that feature? Like for a pro, for an ultra, so ultra higher than pro, um, maybe they're saving Thunderbolt speeds for that, and you get like faster USB speeds on the the pro but not like Thunderbolt Thunderbolt 4 or whatever. We're not getting 40 gigabits. Maybe you're getting 10 gigabits and then 40. That's one thing that would change your life if you're using your phone to record ProRes video, for example. But what are the other things? Like, I usually try to think, what is Samsung doing? Because Samsung is kind of the opposite where Apple kind of sits back and tries to perfect something. And Samsung's like, we're just going, we want to be first with it. So we're just going to go in 200 megapixels. Here you go, 100x space zoom that looks terrible. But we at least we have it. In whoa, the whoa, 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 whoa! It does not look hey, terrible. Have you seen I, those? I, have you seen those pictures of the moon? It's crazy. That's literally the only thing you can take it's a re- picture of with this is true. That looks this decent. is true. The moon. Everything the moon looks really Earth, good, though. If it's on Earth, it looks bad. <laughs> I don't want to be on Earth. I've seen enough of Earth. I want to see. I want to see more of the moon. <laughs> but but the things like that, like what yeah. what can they do? Like you know. Wi-Fi 6E would be an example of something, but I don't think they're going to like save that just for the ultra model. But no, that should be what coming the things, this year, right? Right. Yeah, so what yeah. are the things they can add to a phone that would make it, if you're spending more money than a pro, you're getting your money's worth. Like you're, you're getting things that you could not get before. And I feel like the thing with Apple is they surprise you in ways you didn't expect, kind of like the dynamic island. None of us expected that. We expected there to be either two holes or one combined hole closer to the keynote that would just be for the camera. And that's it, right? So that is the thing that I can't, it's like, it's almost impossible to imagine what it would be because they come up with these like out of left field ways to interface with the devices. And a lot of what we're talking about here is hardware features. And, you know, Apple is really all about building a piece of hardware, but really using the software to make it shine. So what would be the software differentiation between, or you know, the things you can do with an ultra phone that you can't do with the pro See, and certainly can't do with an entry level model? The only thing that comes to mind now is really going portless because think about if they were able to fix, I don't know, some crate with Wi-Fi 6E and using Wi-Fi and, new, and Bluetooth combined to improve AirDrop to where it's 
lightning fast to where you don't mm. need a cable anymore. And then the 24-hour battery thing does make more sense. And it's like, okay, we gave you 24-hour battery, so you won't need to be charging all the time. But when you do, you can drop it on a MagSafe charger, and it'll charge up. Boom, you're done. And if you're worried about, you know, you don't need a port anymore, so don't worry about it. We put an extra, I don't know, what what would they put in there? What What, what is the port? It doesn't take up that much room. Can they put something no, they else? Could, they, could put, they could put a bigger battery in, or they could, yeah. More know, speakers. They could add an extra speaker. Speak. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, I mean, or under display fingerprint sensor. I don't know. Finally. Yeah, that would be... That, that would be t- that would be an interesting one. Yeah, um, takes up the room. I, I suppose I see what you're saying, Andrew. But to me, the Apple Watch Ultra does sort of it doesn't tangibly offer that extra level other than uh, battery life. I mean, I don't know if I'm forgetting about something, um, and I'm missing some sort of feature that that does really improve day to day life. I mean, I don't have an Apple Watch Ultra. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they I think they are functionally similar aside from the action button um yeah i don't think there's anything can you think of anything dan like the gps that new gps is that across the lineup no No. that's exclusive there so there are things like the siren uh there's things like the um uh, as you say the um uh the gps and obviously the 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 water the water uh uh, proofing and um There's also a specific. There's also a specific night mode watch face, which I mean, right. I don't know but, how much of that could be replicated. I guess my but point is that they they don't necessarily need to offer um, life changing features. All they need to do with this phone um, is they just need to offer a little tiny bit more to justify charging you an extra two hundred dollars in a different design. If that's or if that's because that's basically what they've done with the Apple Watch Ultra. And honestly, I want it to be this design. So. I don't know what we have to pay Mr. Jonas Danert, Dan, Dan Hurt. I'm really sorry for your pronouncing your name wrong, but like get this guy on board, make it look like that. All he did was just take your ultra design and make it into a phone. That's but that's a great idea because it looks good. And it's nice to get that design parity as well. Yeah, but you know, don't they don't know care about parity. We, we just spent look. 20 minutes on that. <laughs> I don't think we can really look to the Apple Watch for too much inspiration here. You're right. Yeah. Because if you think of the Series 7, if you wanted the Titanium Series 7 with way less than what the Apple Watch Ultra offers on the Series 8 generation, it was more expensive. So the Titanium Series 7 was more expensive than this Apple Watch Ultra. And they don't have something like that that they can do on the phone unless we go back to the idea of the Pro Max becomes the Ultra, but also somehow becomes you know cheaper than what the previous year's pro max was i don't so and the 200 dollars difference on a watch i don't think we're going to see a 200 dollars difference on a phone i think it's going to be more like a i hate to say it like 500 dollars. no how much more can you go these are getting I outrageous mean, we okay so unless unless and i don't i don't know if they're gonna do i don't i don't know that they would unless prices drop across the board we have correct me if i'm wrong 800 for the entry level 14 right mm. 900 is it 749 is it 749 
Harley, you you're right. my you're my factual guy here. Well, I don't know. I get confused with dollars. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think right. of foreign currency here. All right, you keep. You, I'll, I'll look it up. Hold on. Well, let's go. No, I think I think it's eight hundred. So let's say eight hundred. Right. Then you have nine hundred for the plus a thousand, and then eleven hundred. Uh, I can fourteen hundred. I'm, I'm like fourteen hundred, fourteen ninety nine. Okay. It just seems like I don't know thirteen hundred. I don't know. I can see them going fourteen ninety nine, but they'd have to make a case for why this is so much better. Like when I hear the word ultra from Apple, like percentage wise, instead of the two hundred dollar increase, what is the percentage increase from a Series Eight to an Ultra, and then take that same percentage and apply it to the phone, and then see what that looks like. So I'm not telling anybody to do math on the fly, but I'm just with, with the Ultra. They marketed that as like for a specific group of people, and I don't, yes. and I don't think so. So that's where you're saying like the the looking at the Ultra maybe just for design parity, but like don't look at it as they're not going to market this iPhone towards rugged people and adventurers. Correct. So that's kind of wrong to look at it that way, even in in all aspects except for maybe the design, just because it shares the same name. So maybe they want it to look the same. Uh, but I don't know if the features are necessarily going to be a translation over there. So it very well could just be the same phone with a different dis- – like it could just be the same differences between uh, a Pro Max and an Ultra, you know? Yeah. I do think just based on Apple's naming, the watch was obviously a more rugged thing for adventurers. But for the most part, it seems that you know the the, the more expensive Apple goes – like even when they say the word Pro – they don't mean like doctor, lawyer, like those are professionals, but they don't, that's not who they're talking about. They're talking yeah, they usually creator, talk about like creators. professionals. Yeah. So what would, I think that would, if I had to guess, that would be what we, we'd be seeing here is features for creative professionals, people that use a MacBook Pro or a Mac Pro or a Mac Studio. This is their mobile device. Those are the things I think they're going to try to focus on to get that core audience that spends more money on Apple computers and iPads to buy into a more expensive phone. That's hilarious because I would love to see the numbers on who owns what model and then what their occupation or what their use case is. Because I just see that I've seen so many people who, or I know people who are not that at all. They're just like, I work as a lawyer and I have a Pro Max because I wanted the best phone I could get. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a lot of people's responses is, I just sure. want the best iPhone that I can get and I want it in this specific size. Um, how many creatives do we know are like, I would love an iPhone 14 mini <laughs> if they, you know, uh, that's what I want to go with. If the battery life wasn't horrific, I would just go with that because I don't need all these extra features. I just want. That form factor, that the way it size, is, yeah. with just a better, you know, that screen size, and that's it. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I understand why Apple markets that, because that's just easier for their, you know, here's a new camera feature. You creatives are going to love it. And it's just like, I think right. the stay-at-home mom that has an iPhone 13 Pro Max is going to love it, too. And they don't care. <laughs> that's true, but they don't, use, like, I think a lot of people just, some people just want to buy the best, but they don't yeah. use the best. Like, they don't use it, right? Like right. when I open up Microsoft Word, not saying it's the best, but when I open it, I'm literally just typing. Word. I don't know what all those features are. At the, I have no clue. Got to get clipping. Excel. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. This is different. That's a different kind of pro than than what I am. Yeah. So some people just use 
you know, that's why the MacBook Pro with the touch bar still exists. People just want to be able to buy something that has it has Pro in it. That's probably the least Pro machine they make as far as laptops go these days. At but, least in terms of performance. Right. But yeah. it's like it still exists because they they like the, the second bar. best it's the second best selling laptop they make. Why? Oh, because it's the only it's the cheapest pro model. It has the it's name the Pro. Cheapest in it. Pro. That's yeah. it. Yep, cheapest Pro. It's not because I thought you you had me for a minute. I thought you were saying it's because of the touch bar. I'm like, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> hold no, on. No, no. Then why do they get rid of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, we spent a decent amount of time on the Ultra. Uh, I don't want to hold you up too long, but maybe we can touch just really quickly. Uh, we had a bonus topic, but we're coming up against time. Um, the next Apple event. Mm-hmm. Do you have any theories on mm-hmm. what it, what could be announced? First off, here here's mm-hmm. my question. I'll ask both of you, so we get your opinions. When do you think the next announce, or when do you think the next Apple event's going to be? What month, and what do you think is going to be announced then? Oh my god, Andrew, you go first. You're our guest. I mean, usually I would say we're looking at if I was going to put money down, I'd say March. Okay, and I would say. It would be an in-person event going back to the the days of in-person events as we've seen with the iPhone. And I would say there would be, again, I'm saying just typically, uh, no, no, some no. sort I, of, typically... I, know, I know I'm going typical okay. first and then okay, I'm going to okay. actually right. answer. And I would say typically we're going to see some sort of iPad thing. Okay. We're going to see the refreshed colors for Apple Watch bands, cases, a new iPhone color for the spring. Yep. Um, some sort of service or accessory. So maybe Apple Music Classical finally <laughs> drops. Um, this event sounds great, Andrew. I'm not saying I'm not, <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it's a great event. Uh, the 15 inch 15 inch MacBook Air. Okay. But this year, more than any other, seems like there's there's something happening, right? Like all the rumors of a headset. Okay. A headset that was supposed to be introduced in late late last year got pushed back a little bit. Now we're going to see it in the spring. We just saw new MacBook Pros, new HomePod get pushed out through press release, basically, and like mini event. Canceled event. Right. But it's like <laughs> it almost feels like they're clearing the way. They're clearing the way. And so... If we're gonna see an event, I'm gonna I'm still gonna say March. Ugh. Oh my god, that's so soon. Yeah. The thing the thing with okay, I think we're gonna see a headset. But the thing about not the thing about a new Apple product that we've never seen before is until they announce it, it always feels like it's just so far away. Yeah. So it's it seems but it's, weird. It to sounds be saying, like you're saying March mixed reality headset. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying sometime within the next six weeks, we are going to see the next major Apple product line. Hartley, you're shaking your head. Which just sounds so cool. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I know. You're shaking your head in agreement. Nodding your head. Sorry. And that would be the, and I think that would be the whole event. Like the event would be dedicated to this one thing because the, the most difficult part of a headset announcement is i mean i think we've all tried vr it is impossible it cannot be done you cannot explain vr to someone verbally or with video 
in a way that they would understand it compared to actually trying it themselves. When you put on a headset and experience it, there's nothing anybody could have explained to you that will make you understand how this thing works. And so that's, I'm like, they have to dedicate time to this product and event to really get the point across and the concepts across and then have to have hands-on area and everything for people to experience it themselves. So in-person events, in the next six weeks, new headset. Hartley? Yeah, I agree. I think that guys, that's broadly the, the shape of what I expect. I think where I, I would differ, I'll give you where I would differ, okay? Please do. Uh, I would say it may be later than March. Oh, and the God. reason why is because the headset is only going to be like a preview. And we are going to get more details, presumably, at WWDC, which is in For early sure. June. So if they, they are probably going to want quite a narrow window between when they unveil the headset and then we get the next hit of information about it. So possibly it could be in April just for that reason. Um, I think that, that we also could see the Mac Pro. That's the other thing that, you know, that's that's the last thing in the Apple Silicon transition that we've been hearing about that for a very long time now. I think it's yep. time for the Mac Pro. 15-inch um, MacBook Air, maybe, potentially. Uh, I personally think we'll wait until M3 at the end of the year for that. I think it's a little bit too soon for the 15-inch MacBook Air. I think the timing doesn't quite work with the chips. No iPads. I can see it being something like... Uh, yeah, iPads have had a big, like, negative this year in terms of like it's not yeah. going to be anything crazy there's nothing new so don't hold your breath <laughs> I, I think uh ipads unlikely but at this so i can imagine the event starting with something like apple classical i think that's a great idea you Ooh. know a little a little just a little thing to kick it off you know to lower your expectations a little bit then we go maybe into the mac maybe 15 inch macbook air but we go into mac pro and then that's what the the emphasis is you know the 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 crown and glory of apple silicon and then we go straight into like a one more thing. Um, and that would be when the, the headset introduction takes off. And I agree, it's got to have hands-on. It's absolutely got to have uh, members of the press um, and, and media there to really, to really get their hands on this and then give their first-hand experiences. Um, that, that's going to be more important with this than it, it will have been for pretty much any other Apple device. Um, I'd say so. When you when you imagine how this event would look, um, it, it may be uh, when you. I, the best example is Apple Watch because the Apple mm. Watch event was in 2014 when they unveiled the iPhone 6. Now I can't even remember what else was at, at that event other than the iPhone 6. I'm sure there was something else um, before they got to the Apple Watches. It may have just been some like some minor iPad uh, updates, some minor MacBook Air, uh, MacBook Pro refresh. But the, the Apple Watch took up a significant amount of the event. It was at least, say, 20 minutes at the end. So More. the event will appear to draw to a close, and then we're going to get this unveiling, which has got to have different elements to it. It's got to have its initial just unveiling, just to get used to how this thing will look before we go into, no, here's a proper de demo. Here's a, here's a detailed introduction. And I'd say if you haven't seen that Apple Watch introduction, if you're, if you're curious about how Apple will handle this, going back to watch that Apple Watch unveiling is probably the best hint you can get of how they deal with just explaining a new, a new concept. Um, so I'm excited, yeah, I think it's, I think it's close. So Dan, why do you seem like yeah, you're Yeah, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, here's the reason why, okay? If Apple 
if anyone at Apple who has any pull at all is listening and could help, could do me a favor, okay? I, I can't. I can't do March. I can't. I'm going to Disney World for the third attempt. And if they do this godforsaken event during the time, which, by the way, if we look at trends, is the exact time that I am going. If they do this event, if they do any event during that week, I'm going to cry. I'm going to curl up into a little ball and cry. I cannot. Dan. From from a job point of view, there's no one else. question. There's no one else. Why did I plan this in March? I don't know. I wasn't yes, thinking. Yes, you said I wasn't based thinking. on historical data. I, I planned this <laughs> like, what in are I, you doing? I planned this in November. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, okay? And I certainly thought <sighs> I know everyone out there's like really made it about himself, and I'm sorry, but for those of you who don't know, I've had a horrific time trying to take my family to Disney World. You really have. And it's, and it's been two times in which the trips got canceled. One, we were already there and it got canceled. The second yes. time, we were leaving that morning and it got canceled. This is the third time. We leave in less than a – or no, we leave in a month. And if there's a time where – and I'll do it. But if, like, I have to leave, if Daddy has to leave on Tuesday because there's an event happening and I got to work for my hotel room to cover this event, I will do it for this channel. But know that my family will hate me. <laughs> what if they invite you to the event? Would you leave Disney? Would you leave the children? I swear to, I swear to God. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't answer that question. <laughs> I'll go for you, Dad. That makes it that there makes you go. It easy for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Apple and Mac Rumors has a very fun relationship and we don't get to go to the events, okay? We'll just we'll just throw it out there and we'll keep it at that. But if this is the one time where they decide that hey Dan Dan, you want to go to the event? This is a big deal. We're going to we're inviting everyone. I'm going to be absolutely livid if it becomes <laughs> during this time. I swear it could happen. It could happen. Guys, I might I can't take this much stress. <laughs> I won't oh I won't People make are it. Listening on the podcast, Dan's face he's like breaking out into <sighs> deep. I'm getting sweat a rash. Right I'm getting a rash. <laughs> so here's my thing. Um what do, what do I think's gonna happen? I think there's gonna be an event in March. I think it's gonna ruin my trip, and I think we're gonna get the mixed reality headset. Uh what I'm hoping happens is what Hartley said. I hope it happens in April. I have another trip planned for April. My buddy's getting married, but I know. Apple won't do a thing on Friday and Saturday, so we're cool there. Mm. So, like, if I have to leave a little bit or work from Hilton Head, no one cares. Like, that's fine. But So there's Disney's... no lack of excitement for the product itself. It was more just the timing of an event. Oh, no, yeah, I can't wait for this product. I'm just going to be pissed okay. if it happens when I'm leaving for this event or for this trip. I'm just thinking selfishly and also for the channel because as of right now, I'm the only person that – does any kind of content and that's like from a from a content perspective that's top-notch viewing and eyeballs Absolutely. and views and content i have it's materials rare. for days it's rare yeah like i've been waiting for something like this for years <laughs> like we have something that we can post and get views and get people to watch and subscribers and numbers go up and like that would really suck if i missed out on that so right uh you know but yeah i'm thinking it's gonna happen and i'm gonna be really sad when it does because I just think it's going to affect everything. But well, hopefully we'll get some event invites sooner rather than later. <laughs> and I just want to know when it's going to happen so I can plan. Yeah, you, just, you, know? you just need to know. You just need to know, yeah. and then you can come to terms with it. Yeah, like I'm going to get do you, real do they nervous. Give us like seven days. 
yeah. seven days notice or something usually right yeah, not enough be, time it could be about up to about two weeks theoretically mm, that's true um, that's true so that puts us what like end of february we should start hearing something could be could be it all depends on uh when your trip is you know so someone on apple is listening right now just uh just saying can we can right. we uh, just uh move it to that, to that listen uh, i know people are rolling their eyes thinking that we think we're important enough for people at apple to listen but i have on good authority that at least one person from the company has listened to this podcast they pay attention for sure i oh i know for a fact i have heard from a direct source from someone who works there that they mm. listen i'm not just in a retail store you should clarify no no no, no yeah, yeah not a retail employee <laughs> but like an actual person no that has an email employees. address that works at corporate at apple.com do, 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 do store employees get email addresses probably uh well i know they're not a store employee let's just put it but that we love way. our store employees that listen yeah, to yeah. the podcast yeah uh all right well Let's just hope that the headset's just a little bit off, just a little bit. April, I'm I'm pushing for April. But uh, that'd be fine with me too. Just bring it on, thing. like it's exciting time. Like like I said, it's it's rare to see, especially even in this headset space, it's rare for anyone to release a new headset. Like yeah, the the quest the Meta Quest Two has been around for years, and I feel like well, the, that's just no, the, the two just came out, but the one. Meta Quest itself, right? No, the didn't two didn't the t- just come out. No, it's been out for at least a couple of years. They raised the price of it. Oh, I'm thinking of the Pro. Recently. The Pro. Didn't they just come out with the Pro? Oh, yeah, the yeah. Pro. Yeah, but that's that's geared towards, like, the workplace. But for consumer-level headsets, even yeah, that's, yeah. like, a rare thing in and of itself. But for Apple to introduce a new product line, obviously, like, that's something that they do every, you know, eight to ten years. So it's definitely something I can see why, Dan, like, you would be like, this is... Yeah, How it's, missing this? it's like it's monumental. It's like the yeah, it's like the introduction of the iPhone all over again. If it right. has the same impact that they're thinking, and that it's going to change our our lives in the future, like the iPhone did, uh, not mm. right away, you know, but in the future, then this really sucks. If I miss that, and also I like the events. I like the days of. I like oh, for sure. You know, I like getting into. It's you know, fun. I don't get the I don't get the go, so it's not nearly as fun. But I do like the anticipation of the event, even though we kind of know what's going to happen most of the time now. But I mean, whatever, it's still fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a chaotic day, but it's a great day. Um, and then you get rewarded with a lot of people viewing your content and you know asking questions and following up and coming back. And so yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm always excited to talk to you, Drew. I, I'm I'm thankful that you were able to come on again. Absolutely. We'll have you on again, I'm sure, in the future. Maybe in the headset when it comes out in April slash May and not March. Boom. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, man. Thank you so much. We'll catch everyone else in the next episode. 